And hello, everyone. Welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We're excited about today's program as we're going to continue talking about those signs of the last of the last days. So we hope that you can stay tuned and be part of today's program. And those of you following us on social media, hey, make sure you, you share your program with your friends and family so that they can follow along with us as well. So the question is, how do we know that we're living in the last of the last days? Well, as we see all these signs converging together, we see that we are living in those times of the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So stay tuned that we're going to talk about that. But before I continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the blessing it is to be able to study your word. I thank you for all those tuned in who are listening. And uh, Lord, we're all students of the Bible and want to know your will and know you better. We just pray you'll guide us in that word and in that endeavor. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We're talking about the last of the last days. And of course, before continuing, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Brother, always good to be with you every week, sharing the gospel, man. All these years, we're still waiting for the Lord's return, but man, it sure seems like it's getting closer and closer, doesn't it? Nathan, that is so true. I had a guy call me this week and he was asking me, Vic, oh, do you think where this is? the?" He goes, I believe this is the beginning of the God made God war because everything that's going on. I said, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> I thought, oh, it's coming together, man, uh, especially with Afghanistan. It's the last piece of the Magog part of the Gog Magog invasion. So I, I think we're getting closer and closer. Of course, uh, we know that Iran is announced that it's only weeks away from not only having enough physical material but a nuclear weapon so we know israel is not going to stand by and do so uh, not do something about that so we know iran is, is going to be attacked by israel at some point maybe that's how damascus gets in the prophecy you, you know we read in isaiah 17 and jeremiah 49 about israel destroying damascus in one day so that's a prophecy that seems around the corner too um, that's just politically, but you're right, brother, convergence, all these different signs of the times, all the different classifications, all coming together at once and increasing in frequency and intensity, just as Jesus said it would happen as we got closer to his return. So we're living in it, aren't we? Yeah, Nathan, and, and especially the shock this week with the uh, with the Hurricane Ida and the storms and the floodings in New Orleans and the train stations in New York. I mean, people are, are starting to really ask those questions, man. Are we it, like in the tribulation? What What is going on here? And your answer to that and my answer to that is no, not yet. This is only a glimpse of what's coming, right, Nathan? Oh, absolutely. Ida was weird, wasn't it? I mean, the way it barreled into New Orleans, spread halfway across the country as it headed east, but then dumped most of its water in New York and New Jersey. I, I have uh, my in-laws live up in New York, and they said in the 70 some years that they've lived there, they have never seen rain like that. Their yard is absolutely flooded. Of course, if you watch the videos, you'd see like it down in um, Queens where people waiting for a subway train instead of the train coming, a giant wall of water gushing down the stairs at them. I mean, horrible, horrible things flooding all over New Jersey. And, and then that's just a, a small example, unfortunately, of the many, many, many natural disasters going on. Of course, we had just prayed for Haiti and its earthquake that it had recently, all the fires all over the West Coast. And, and uh, Turkey and I believe Greece has got fires. 
We're reading about uh, earthquakes, giant earthquakes, volcanoes setting off all along the Aleutian chain. I mean, brother, it is the weather is going mad. And then what is the world pointing to? It's saying, well, it's man-made global warming and fossil fuels. Ah, the Bible says it's God who controls the weather. 47 verses I found. I looked up. Uh, our next prophetic perspectives video is going to be about uh, weather and Bible prophecy. I found 47 verses that say that God controls the weather, not man. So the Lord is shaking us up. He's trying to wake us up and saying, hey, I'm coming soon. Time is short. Repent for the end is near. Nathan, and that's why we find in the book of Revelation that titanic place of the whole earth are going to be shifted. And this is what we're we, we're really starting to see again, these cracks, if you will, uh, in the earth. And all this is leading somewhere. The tsunamis many years ago, those are all earth shifting. And people need to recognize this is all biblical. This is not man-made. God is in control. And I love what you said there. So people don't think that it's just uh, global warming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does man affect weather? Well, that that's debatable. Does weather change? Well, yeah, we've been warming up from an ice age ever since the post-flood. But at the same time, the increase in natural disasters, Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, that they'd increase in frequency and intensity the closer we got to his return. And this is nothing, nothing like, I, I totally agree with you. When you read in the tribulation about the two major earthquakes that level most of the buildings, uh, bring down the mountains and sink the islands, we're talking about uh, tremendous natural disasters that are going to happen during the tribulation, where a third of the waters is poisoned by meteorites. We read about um, a third of both the freshwater and the saltwater, fearful signs in the sky, a scalding of the earth. I guess the uh, ozone layer, whatever, is, is diminished so that the people are scalded. Uh, the light's diminished because of all the particulates up in the skies from the, the dust and from the earthquakes and volcanoes. I mean, it's going to get so bad that the Bible says if Jesus didn't come at the end of the seven prophesied years, mankind would cease to exist. And Nathan, and this is why it's just incredible. Uh, so I know people are freaking out, but really this is this this is like a drop in the bucket in comparison to what's coming. And and not global warming, but I think it's a global warning, letting people know, hey, look up, the Lord is coming, pay attention. Uh, don't think the life is just going to continue as always. But uh, there, are, there there's a lot of things that are really uh, frightening people, and that's why you and I do these programs is to encourage people is to is to get them to wake up is to get them to uh get out of the slumber and hopefully some uh would uh wake up to the reality that the lord is really um that the lord loves them and he's really trying to get their attention yeah i mean it, it's wonderful thing about the lord is he doesn't just bring down his wrath and judgment unexpectedly he warns ahead of time he foretells for he's been telling the prophets for centuries that this would happen and this would occur. Jesus himself, the greatest of all the prophets, God of the universe, uh, when he was here in his first coming, told about the things that would point to the end times. Now you'll hear uh, the Bible also prophesies scoffers in the end times saying, hey, you know, this has always been, there's always been freak weather and earthquakes and hurricanes and all. But, you know, even the secular world has stood up and taken notice that this isn't normal. I mean, you can look at the statistics. I went to Oxfam's site, uh, over the years, and I look at the statistics, the continual rise in freak weather, uh, earthquakes, tidal waves, 
tsunamis. I mean, it's just it's going up and up and up exponentially. And of course, the secular world, uh, the satanic principles and polities and powers behind things is trying to say, oh, this is just mankind doing it. Uh, no, it, the Bible said, again, 47 verses that that God is the one who controls the weather. And so this is his way of shaking us up, waking us up, saying, hey, big things are happening. Look to the Bible. It's got the answer. Mm, absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned in to Two to Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministries. We're talking about the last of the last days. We've seen a lot of signs converging together, pointing to the soon return of Jesus Christ. Paul, in writing to young Timothy, spoke to him that in the last days, there will be perilous times. And we're seeing that happening right before our eyes. In our last program, we spoke about the last day survival kit. And Nathan, you and I are not selling survival kits, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. What, what was uh, uh, Jim Baker after he got out of prison? That's what he's been doing, selling survival kits. I think Ray Gano was selling survival kits. Um, Chuck, uh, Chuck Missler, when he was alive, was selling tickets to New Zealand. I mean, it's just uh, crazy stuff, man. No, there's there's no way you're going to survive an earthquake that that levels the mountains. So there's no survival kit you could possibly have to help you. There, there's only one survival kit, and brother, we talked about that last week, right? Absolutely. And Nathan, just to touch on survival kits, it's interesting. Maybe we should do a program on survival kits, but <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If people really thought, like if you look at it from a biblical end time perspective and you look at the, at the catastrophe that's actually going to come upon the world, according to Revelation 6 and others, where whole mountains are going to be falling, cities are going to be toppled down. I mean, what can MREs and survival food do for you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you could hoard all you want, but uh, as soon as a gang of Antifa shows up and shoots down your door, they're going to take your food and all anyway. It's uh, there's really no surviving it. Uh, you just you got to trust the Lord and Jesus Christ. Now, of course, that's a tribulation. We're not talking about us living in the tribulation. The church has promised to be raptured before God's wrath comes out on the world, and that's the tribulation. But we're certainly living through some really rough times now. I, I got to say, it really brings out, I think, the best in people when you see disasters happen. For instance, the Texas Baptist Men's Association was ready stocked up. They they went down to New Orleans. They're down there now, cutting trees down and helping people rebuild, sharing God's love, sharing the gospel. Uh, natural disasters are a great opportunity to for Christians to show love and share the gospel. And the Lord uses that as well, doesn't he? Not only to shake us up and get us on our knees and call out to him, but also that it sh it's an opportunity for Christians to show Christian love and, and the gospel to spread. And you see, Nathan, and that's really what it should be about. It should be about sharing, helping others, not hoarding, not just all about me, not hoarding weapons. And it's sad when certain type of groups uh, only point that out to look out for yourself. And you know what? No matter how much you have, you're not going to have enough. It's better to look for ways to help other people that are in need. And I love that you made a very good point. These are times when we come together during natural disasters and show the love of Jesus more than ever before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Nathan, and, and as we look at uh, the reality, uh, again, as Paul was pointing out to Timothy, that there's perilous times. And uh, again, you mentioned it as well. You know, the main thing that we need in a survival kit is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, people uh, in the last days uh, are going to uh, really start seeing 
the realities of the last of the last days. And uh, Paul says how people are going to be there different types of individuals that are going to rise up in the church, uh, the confusion that is going to be there, and the enemy sowing seeds uh, of doubt and division in the church. And as we pick it up, Nathan, in uh, 2 Timothy <clears throat> chapter 3, um, after Paul outlines to Timothy how the times are going to be, people are going to be unloving, unforgiving, and slanderers, and all those type of things. Uh, he also says in verses 7, uh, through 13, uh, a number of other things in how Christians and we are going to really suffer during these times. Would you be able to read that for us, Nathan, there, Second Timothy 3, verses uh, 7 through 13 for us? Oh, absolutely. So this is a continuation of, of Paul. He's telling Timothy what people will be like in the last days. Uh, boy, verse 7, if that doesn't tell you the last days, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Don't we live in a time of, of incredible knowledge, but people can't seem to find the truth or they avoid the truth? Verse 8 picks up, Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And aren't we seeing that, Nathan, the rise of deceivers, uh, evil men, false information? Uh, it's just really uh, uh, we see th this all over the place right now. Uh, there's a lot of confusion uh, around the world. There's a lot of confusion around the nation, even in the Christian community. So much uh, false information rather than hope. We see individuals trying to take advantage of others. And, and it's very sad. Oh, it is. I mean, look at the Taliban. A great example. You know, horrible people, uh, satanically driven, you know, not only if they're not taking child brides or, or raping young boys, but then they're also uh, killing anybody who even is found with a Bible app around uh, their cities, like in Kabul. Uh, of course, uh, they've got two airline uh, planes of, of Americans being held hostage. We knew that was going to happen when Biden pulled out so quickly. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they took a they used one of our helicopters and hung a man and then flew his body around as he hung from underneath the helicopter. These are evil, evil people. And you're like, well, Lord, how can you let such evil people exist? Well, again, your friend who talked about the Gog-Magog war, part of the judgment will be not only the destruction of Afghanistan and other countries that join in and try to destroy Israel, but then get the prophecies say that God sends fire on those nations and destroys them too. So, God will let evil people thrive for only amount of time before he finally steps in and deals with them. And the mm -hmm. Taliban will be destroyed by God one day. That's right. And Nathan, that's why when we look at these hideous crimes, God is a righteous judge. And that's exactly why the judgment is coming. Tribulation is coming. And this is why we want the church and Christians to know that judgment that's coming is not upon the righteous. It's not uh, 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 for the godly. It's to God to deal with his hideous crimes that have been gone for, for a long time, and God is not blind to it, right, Nathan? There's a there's a plan and there's a purpose, but God will be 
Uh, he will bring in justice. Right. Uh, in the end, I mean, we want justice now, right? It's very hard to wait. But the the uh, Peter says that the Lord is patient, not even wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. So, hey, there might be Taliban who will come to know Jesus as Savior. You know, he's he's holding off to rapture the church until everyone who is going to get saved in this age gets saved, and then he will come. Says he will when he does come, it'll be quickly, very quickly, and with him will come judgment through the tribulation and eventually the great white throne judgment. So evil will be judged, and I think that that's a big encourager, I think, for us who are in Christ Jesus. You know, we we see the great injustice in the world, and we're just like, Lord, how can you let that keep going on? Well, He's only going to let it go on for a certain amount of time, but He will judge, and evil people will be. Uh, give an opportunity to repent or be destroyed. And so that's, that's, that's to me, I, I want the justice now. I do. <laughs> but that's not according to God's plan. He's got a bigger picture. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. that's And Nathan, and, and we just have to realize that, you know, when we read the Bible, we have to recognize Satan. He's always going to be deceiving. He's going to be uh, uh, planting people in different places to distort, to cause lies, even within the church, even within amongst Christianity. And we just need to be aware. And the Bible is clear in the book of Jude, uh, chapter one, verses one through four, as well as the book of Acts, uh, chapter 20, verses 28 uh, uh, through 31. Uh, the Bible speaks about these evil men, these imposters and Paul warning the early church. Uh, Nathan, I thought maybe we could take these two passages. If you could go to Jude chapter one, uh, verses one through four. And as you turn to Jude one, verses one through four, I'm going to go ahead and read Acts chapter 20, uh, verses 28 through 20 to 31 for anyone that's part of the study so that they can see that the Bible does talk about uh, what's going, these evil men that are going to be rising up. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, Paul writing says, speaking to the church believers, he says, therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cause to warn everyone night and day with tears. Wow. Wow. Well, Jude 1 through 4 says, uh, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Nathan, and, and you know, that's why I, I just kind of remind everyone that when it comes to suffering, when it comes to deception, when it comes to imposters, uh, Paul and Timothy, much like what we're going through right now, we're experiencing uh, a lot of this in the midst of all the rest of the challenges that we're going through. And we just need to recognize as Christians, 
these are things that we're going to, con these things are not going to go away. We're called to be soldiers of Jesus Christ, and we need to uh, always have our spiritual antennas up to discern the times in which we're living in. Yes, absolutely. And it's interesting because we forget, I think, at times, especially in the West, that we're in the middle of a war, not a war in Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever, but it's a great spiritual war between God and Satan and for the souls of mankind. And so we've got evil on one side and we've got good on one side. Now, it seems like evil is winning. Uh, they seem to have all the positions of power. They've pretty much taken over the, all the Western culture. Eastern cultures have always been mired in paganism. Heathenism, Christianity is, is on the wane, it, it's, it feels like, at least in the West. And uh, persecution's increasing. So, But we know that's a transition, that Christians are not of this world. Our kingdom is the millennial kingdom. That's our home. And so in the meantime, we just kind of occupy until we're called back. And so that's what we need to do. And we're going to get persecuted during that. I, we've been really blessed in the West to avoid persecution for our faith for the last few hundred years. But, brother, you know, as well as I do, that all around the world, people are suffering for their faith in Christ, especially in Islamic nations. The people of Afghanistan right now, terrible suffering. The church is being wiped out there. And so, but that's, again, another sign of the end times. The Lord uses it to bring people to know him as Savior, even though it's, uh, it's hard on us. But... Uh, the Lord has good, uh, good and better purposes, right? Right. And I mean, Nathan, and who would have thought, you know, sometimes, the, and you're absolutely right, our, what we're going, in the U.S., as someone pointed out, our persecution is really more emotional persecution. When you look around the world and there's this physical persecution, people are losing their lives. Like you said, people are getting killed for downloading a Bible app in these countries. Here, we get we think persecution is because someone doesn't like me on Facebook anymore, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, what? He unfriend me? I can't believe that. And it's it's really ridiculous uh, what we consider to be persecution. Yet Paul is saying to Timothy there in Second Timothy chapter three, verses 12 and 13. Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus <laughs> will suffer persecution. And it's a promise but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And the word will twice there. In other words, it's saying this will happen. This is how it's going to be. Get ready. Be prepared. Right. But it has an end. And that's the, that's the wonderful thing. It's just not going to go on forever and ever and ever. Those who adopt what's called the amillennial view of prophecy, it's just spiritualize that it'll go on seemingly indefinitely until one day Jesus comes and then that's the end of history. But the Bible fills in a lot more details than that. We know that this terrible situation that we're all in has an ending, not just from death, but that this world system will end. We know that uh, when God gave Nebuchadnezzar back 2,600 years ago a dream that Daniel interpreted, it was a dream about the end of human empires one successive empire after another until finally a rock not cut out by human hands, in other words, Jesus Christ, would come destroy human government and set up his kingdom on this earth. And that kingdom would never be destroyed and will last forever and ever. Brother, I'm waiting for that rock not cut out by human hands, Jesus Christ himself, to finally come and end mm. all these corrupt, failed human governments and to set up his perfect government here on this earth. Brother, that gets me excited. 
Ooh, and I say hallelujah to that, Nathan. And that's why there is hope in the midst of these challenges. That's why you and I always get excited because, again, yeah, there's challenges, but I believe Christians, we are overcomers. We know where we're going. We have a new address. And soon and very soon, we're going to be there. But for those of you that are going through challenges and, and you're being persecuted for your faith and you're in the midst of the deception, I mean, the Bible talks about the second Peter chapter 2 verses one through three. Nathan, will you be able to take us there quickly? I know we don't have a lot of time, but just another wonderful verse to remind us the reality that there will be deception, but we can overcome through Jesus Christ. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idled and their destruction does not slumber. Mm. And Nathan, this is the time to hold on to truth. This is why when you and I do these programs, we always take people through the scripture so that they can see what the Bible has to say. Because there's going to be a lot of deception, people are going to be... Uh, um, tempted to go in different directions by these false teachings that is going to lead them to destruction. But what you and I are calling them to do here, just like our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, is so that people will turn to the Lord while there is still time and the Lord can set them free. And this is why I'm excited because I know there's people listening either now or in the future that really have a love for God. Maybe they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, but we want to give them an opportunity to come to the Lord right now while there is still time and escape these pitfalls from the enemy. So Nate, would you be able to speak to that person that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord? They're on the fence and they haven't decided maybe how they can start the relationship even right now. Well, know that Jesus Christ died for your sins. You can save yourself. You can do all the works you want, be the best person. Uh, it doesn't matter because we're all sin and we're all flawed and God's perfection is this litmus test, and we can't reach perfection in this life. That's why the perfect man, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to this earth in the form of a man, died on the cross for our sins, and then beat death by being resurrected from the dead. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, then your sins will be forgiven, and you will inherit eternal life. So if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, but you want to, then reach out in faith and pray from your heart something like, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I need salvation. Please forgive me of my sins and be my savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And that's what Jesus will do. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with him. And I say hallelujah and praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. Hey, and if you trusted in the Lord right now, Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We would love to celebrate with you, give you a Bible and encourage you and, and, and with all the holy angels in heaven right now because as one sinner repents, there's a celebration in heaven. So we want to celebrate with you, want to encourage you. Find a good Bible teaching church, become part of it and get baptized and grow there. And again, we believe the Lord is coming back very, very soon, and we want you uh, to be ready. So, Nathan, this is why, regardless of what's happening around the earth, as we see all these signs converging, the hope is that the Lord is coming soon, and soon we're going to be with him. Absolutely, man. That should get you excited. 
And it helps us get through these difficult days because when you know in the end that Jesus wins and through Jesus we win as well, uh, it, it makes you have a goal, a destination, and you know it's a wonderful one. I love it. And, and of course, for those of you, like we mentioned to you just now, that, you know, things are tough. I know there's a lot of suffering out there from the challenges, from the hurricanes and everything that has happened this week. But God has a plan and you can be part of it. This is a time where we can come together to pray for one another, help our communities and share the love of Jesus Christ. And I hope that we're able to do that this week. So, Nathan, again, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. I'm very excited. I want to thank you so much for sharing with us these wonderful passages. And the rest of you, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We ran out of time for this segment of the program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a great week. <laughs>